On this episode of Film Optics, we're going to talk about The Last of Us HBO series that's in the works. We're also going to talk about how the coronavirus is affecting the new Bond film. And I really want to talk about this Ben and Ray kiss of gratitude. Let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, where we bring you the strengths and shortcomings of the movie industry. I'm your host, Christian, and today we will be talking about the world of film, TV, and everything pop culture related. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. How are you doing today, buddy? We're back at another week. We are How's back. I'm just I'm just yeah. trying to avoid these coronavirus germs everywhere, just left and <sighs> I swear, man, if, if this, like... If, if if it comes down here, like oh my gosh, it, Music City, please. We've we've had enough with the whole tornado incident that happened earlier this week. I I don't really need the coronavirus in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, everyone so. everyone keeps saying like to not touch your voice or not touch your face because that's how it gets spread. And you never realize how much you touch your face until you try not to. Yeah, that's actually very true because I. I am I'm guilty of doing that myself. So it's it's scary, man. I mean, you know, it's I, I feel like there is a lot of fear mongering, uh, you know, behind it. But it's just at the same time, you can never be too careful and, you know, always wash your hands and just just keep up basic hygiene, people. That's all we can ask from you. So did you see that <laughs> video of the lady on Twitter, like telling people not to touch their face? No, like, I did not. And then like right after she says it, she like, uh licks her finger to change to change the page over no (laughs) what are you you doing it's like what (laughs) what are you doing lady you just preached all these people not to touch their wow that's funny i'll have to check that out for sure (laughs) um and before we begin today's topics you can listen to us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher google uh, google play google music Anchor, YouTube, um, Podbean, and Tuner. Still, still no word on iHeartRadio, man. It's, I, I'd, I'd say it's been about fifteen days. <laughs> Come on, I haven't give, give us some love. I know. Give us some love here. We just, we're, we're trying to spread the good word. We, we just want to get our podcast out there for people to listen to and have a good, a nice car ride to the office before they start their, their, their Friday or whatever day they're listening to this on. But yeah, man, we got, um, we, we, we got about 18 stories here about eh, more or less, give or take. Uh, we'll see how many I would get through here, but I uh, wanted to start off because with this story, I thought it was very interesting, um, and I don't know why they made a novelization. They just keep adding <laughs> on to it. Just make it stop. It, it's it's almost like with D and D with uh, Benioff and Wise when they um, you know when Game of Thrones season eight was over. Like it's very polarizing. Some people like the ending. Some people don't. And um, they had this like huge panel where they just like spilled all this information basically saying, yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up, please, because you're just you're just making the matters worse. And I mean, I understand, you know, you want to be transparent with the fans, but there are some things that should just never be 
said like at all and that's what's happening with the star wars news um star wars confirms that palpatine <laughs> was a clone of the rise of skywalker amongst many other things oh, um <laughs> this story comes from uh screen rant and i'll just read a little bit of the uh synopsis or a quick overview so uh a novel to this uh not not uh novelization of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker confirms that Palpatine was a clone. The Disney era of Star Wars has frequently used uh, novelizations to tie loose ends from the films themselves. Um, in this case um, of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the film had a startling number of plot holes um, that writer Ray Carson surely um, will, will surely be hoping to uh, navigate. So this kind of um <clears throat> confirms that Palpatine was a clone. I mean, I guess that's cool. It's just what it would have been nice to know during Yeah, it would have been nice. And apparently there are people on Twitter like, oh, it's implicit and all this other, you know, random jargon, whatnot. But I'm like, I mean, I guess, but it should have been more like, I guess, in your face because he looked, I mean, th- I mean, if this is a clone of Palpatine, this is like a really bad clone. This is like the bad batch <laughs> from Star so Wars. Crusty. Uh, <laughs> so crusty, missing fingers and limbs. Ugh, it's terrible. Ugh. Oh my gosh. But um, <laughs> so the marketing for Rise of Skywalker has emphasized the unexpected return of Palpatine. Moviegoers were eager to learn how Darth Sidious had survived um, his death in Return of the Jedi. Remarkably, the film avoided uh, explaining it all. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> the Emperor Ray, uh, waved uh, <laughs> the question away with a quote from Star Wars Episode Three, my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, where he says the dark side is um, of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some may some would consider to be unnatural. I will say when he said that during Rise of Skywalker, it gave me chills, and I was like, oh yes, but it's all right. Um, but that's not all. So we have a little bit a little bit more with the novelization. Uh, oh my god, I cannot talk today. So. Um, the the kiss of was it appreciation gratitude was it oh my god think, <laughs> rise of skywalker novel, novel says that ben solo and ray had a kiss of gratitude and ben spoke to her through the force after he died this also comes from screen rants and i think this is worse <laughs> this, this makes me angry it does make me angry. It, I love I love kissing females with kisses of gratitude when it, whenever I feel like they've done something good for me. It, it always goes well. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a thing. And again, this is from Ray Carson's uh, novelization of uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, they had revealed that the kiss wasn't romantic. I personally don't think that there was any attraction really towards them at all. Maybe like a little bit, but not as far as the warrant to that like full on makeout session. They're all, they're also they just, just lying. It it obviously was just to appease to the Raylo fans out there. Yeah. Like definitely. it was definitely romantic. Now they're just trying to make it not because everyone saw how weird it was. <laughs> I mean, hey, you, you hit you hit the nail right on the head. Um, <laughs> I'll read a little bit from this. Uh, so for the novel, uh, novelization of uh, Rise of Skywalker, uh, the 
confirms the kiss between Ray and Ben Solo wasn't intended to be as romantic. And although Ben Solo was redeemed, uh, he sacrificed his life for Ray and the two share one brief, brief kiss. That is not a brief kiss screen rant before he died in her arms. Um, I personally think this, the, the, I mean, we all know that there wasn't much of a plan for uh, this uh, sequel trilogy moving uh, moving forward, forward with these movies. But, I mean, it kind of sucks. I mean, it does put a little bit of a weird taste with the movie. I still like the movie, like, despite all these really weird things going on. And apparently uh, Ray's father was also a quote-unquote failed clone version of Palpatine. So just, it's like... It's not necessary information. Not yet, Exactly. Like I would say, out of everything here, all of it's unnecessary. But the least unnecessary would, I guess, maybe be that uh, Palpatine himself was a clone. I mean, I guess we can kind of figure that out. I mean, he's he's always been very sneaky, lurking in the shadows and whatnot. But it's 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 just weird. It's it's very. I'm very. I'm more. I'm not disappointed. I'm now more confused more than ever because this is kind of how jk rowling started um you know after harry potter series came out and she would just tweet random uh wizard facts which i actually appreciate it because i you know i love the wizarding world but sometimes it got a bit weird and if someone created a theory that fit into the world of harry potter so well because i mean let's be honest the most popular stories out there have the most plot holes when it comes to harry potter Star Wars, Game of Thrones even had some po- plot holes. There's a lot of big franchises out there, even at, like on on the anime side. Like Dragon Ball Z is like one of the 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 most popular, if not the most popular, um, action animes out there. It has a crap ton of plot holes, and nobody cares. People still like it, but this was just a little weird. Um, and even going back with Jake Rowling, it's kind of just like. Oh, someone's like, oh, did Harry and Hermione do this because of this, this, and this? And she's like, yes. And then that's it. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm ranting. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on with all this this uh, crazy Star Wars news? Just make it end. All right. Uh, they so got to stop. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> Just stop talking for the love of God. <laughs> Everything they but, say makes it worse. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, let's move over to the light side of the force when it comes to Star Wars news. Uh, Taika Waititi will be returning once again to contribute to The Mandalorian Season 2. And Peyton Reed is also set to direct two episodes. For those of you who don't know, Peyton Reed is the director of, was it the first Ant-Man or second Ant-Man? Both hit me. Okay, I could I couldn't remember. It's I, I, anyway. Um, so this this movie comes from oh my gosh, was this from MCU Cosmic? Uh, what's Murphy's Multiverse? Murphy's Multiverse. Is this his? I don't know if this is his, but um, I'll read a little bit here. Um, so it looks like fans of the series will recall that in addition to the voicing. Uh, voicing the rewired bounty hunter droid, droid IG-11 in season one, Mandalorian. Uh, Taika Waititi also directed the finale, which was fantastic. And we all, I, I got to rewatch it again. Uh, bringing his signature wit to the series. While it's unclear uh, whether or not Taika will be directing an episode 
helping uh, produce or coming back to voice another character. The message was clear that he uh, has been working with showrunner John Favreau on the second season. And also for Reed's part, um, the seeds for his potential involvement may go as far as back as November 2018 when he, along with uh, Waititi, or Taiga, I'm just going to say Taiga, um, and Joe Anthony Russo visited Favreau during uh, the set production of the show's first season uh, picture below. And there's, there's a picture of, you know, the... The, the the big man's on campus so i don't know uh what, what do you have to think about this Devin? any uh hot takes coming your way nothing but positives here i i trust john favreau and if you don't you're wrong <laughs> if, if you watch that first season of mandalorian and you don't trust what he's doing i don't know what to say yeah, I I mean we we both really enjoyed it and I I kind of regret us not doing a review of season 1 of Mandalorian, but that's okay. Season 2 is far on its way and maybe we can do like a quick recap beforehand. So, hey, there's always light at the end of the tunnel there, but yeah, I agree. Um I know a lot of people are clamoring for Kathleen Kennedy. I I just I appreciate what she has done for Star Wars, but I feel like it is time for someone else, whether they be a man or a woman, to to take the torch. And it seems that Favreau knows what he's doing as of now. So, you know, we said this before. We'll say it again. Give it to Favreau. I mean, he knows what he's doing, and, you know, we're just getting great Star Wars content out of it. So this is the way. It's, this is the way. <laughs> so uh let's move on to another little bit of disney news here um so wandavision this is really quick uh wandavision wraps uh production uh with a rap party photo revealed this comes from uh the heroic hollywood.com website um elizabeth olsen uh Elizabeth Olsen's WandaVision, excuse me, has wrapped production as one of the show's crew members revealed their rap party fo- photo on Instagram. Although fans have still um, have still to uh, wait until December for WandaVision to arrive on Disney Plus, the Marvel series has wrapped production and the crew held a fun rap party to celebrate the project. So, um, yeah, I'm. Super excited that it's it's done with production. It's pretty much done filming, and all we got to do is just wait a little bit longer. So, we're we're, we're super ha- uh, happy about it. But you have any uh, takes about this? Day yeah, or? Uh, probably probably could have deleted this one, but yeah, it's it's good news. Yeah, I guess. yeah, I guess it's good news. It's a little bit of snippet there. I just I don't know when I was putting this together, I was like, oh yeah, that's something interesting we can talk about. But it took all of what. <laughs> 30 seconds <laughs> but um here's another bit of disney plus news the yeah, disney plus news excuse me uh speculations and enchantress might be appearing in disney plus series uh, loki's disney plus series and this comes from mcucosmic.com um we both fo- we both follow mcu cosmic on uh on twitter he's 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 a nice dude J- jeremy conrad he's he's huge huge marvel guy I, I think he does he work for the company or is he just a big marvel enthusiast i don't know no i don't think he does he just does the blogs and stuff hey, he also I has mean, a dc one too oh does he really i gotta follow that hmm 
All right. So um, I'll read a little bit of the story here. Um, <clears throat> so, again, this does come from um, MCUCosmic.com. Marvel's Loki's limited series for Disney Plus is about to begin production. And while the story is supposed to be a crazy romp uh, through time and space, some interesting hints about um, characters in the series are coming out via casting notices being sent out, uh, such as this one. Marvel is looking to cast two stand-ins for the series, and it um, it's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, they're looking for a female who portrays Caucasian between five uh, foot six and five foot eight with blonde hair. And they were very specific about the blonde hair. And the other is the African-American female, a bit taller between five, seven to five, nine. At first, people thought this could be Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau um, as Brie Larson is five, seven, but it looks like, um, I guess, girl who plays monica rambo uh tanya paris is five five and the stand in is supposed to be much taller than that so i don't know what are your takes about this i don't really know too much about enchantress other than there's the confusing same name as the terrible suicide squad villain <laughs> yeah um i'm not i'm I'm, fam I'm familiar with the name i'm familiar with her look um, I'm just not as super familiar with her altogether. Um, but I mean, it sounds really cool. You know, the more superheroes or villains or whoever they may be that they introduce into the MCU, like they're doing with the Eternals as, as Marvel has done with Guardians of the Galaxy, I think is a really good move because this kind of sheds more light on to their entire roster instead of just focusing on the same four to five or six heroes as they kind of sort of have, that, have had in the past. But, you know, after since the end of uh, events of Endgame, that looks like they're slowly moving away from that. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, Loki series is, um, I don't think it's coming. Is it coming out this year alongside WandaVision and Winter Soldier? No, I think it's next year. I think, it, okay, I, th I think you're right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really great news, you know. Always pumped to hear a little bit more information about the Loki series because that is uh, between the three uh, live-action Disney shows that we're getting so far. Um, it, it, that is the most interesting uh, next to WandaVision, at least for me. And it's the one that we don't know too much about. So it's kind of just, you know, it's always fun to get a little bit of spec uh, news about that. But um, I believe that's almost, oh, actually, I just want to throw this in really quick. Uh, the horror-influenced New Mutants uh, movie that's been, what, put off for two to three years officially lands a PG-13 rating. No real surprise there. It's um, going to be so weird seeing it in theaters in a month after all this time. Yeah, I, I, I seriously thought they were going to can this, but I was listening to you know our, our LCB boys, and... Um, I think Jeff Lowe was saying he's he's like I think there's something here that the reason why they're they they've held on to this long they why definitely else? could have could have salvaged it yeah yeah they 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 could have I mean it I mean the trailers actually looked pretty good and you know new posters are coming out and it's it's almost as if you know the past never really happened but I'm excited for it so um, I believe that's it for all of the Marvel Disney news. Um, 
So we'll just uh, go into our next bit of news here. So the Call of the Wild is another bomb for Disney. And this also comes from ScreenRant.com. They don't, the Mm. issue from the very beginning, the first trailer, that dumbass CGI dog, get (laughs) out of here. It looks Mm -hmm. awful. It, it, he, He definitely looks out of place. And I mean, yeah, it looks cool, but it's, I mean, what, there's, there's this, there's another dog movie with Willem Dafoe. I think that's, uh, yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up because <laughs> that one's called Togo and it's on Disney plus, but the difference Togo. is they used real dogs. So it actually looks good. And I've heard it's a good movie. I was going to ask you, have, have you sat down and watched it yet? You might have to, because I've heard good things. Yeah, I definitely, I would, I've definitely been meaning to check it out. I've been, I've been catching up in my uh, Hero Academia uh, myself as of right now. But um, as soon as I'm caught up in that, I definitely need to, you know, watch, watch some more other, some, some more things at Disney Plus. There's a few shows I got to catch up on there. Like, and, like I, un- I understand you don't want a real dog to like do all those crazy stunts and everything, but right. like. You, you think Peter was do, behind? You can't all do this? full CGI. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I honestly think if I think Peter had something to do with it, because re- remember the backlash that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had with um with uh what's what was the um the boxer's uh name? I forget. I forget uh, my gosh, uh, Cliff Booth's dog. It was something with Peter that pissed them off so much. I mean, anything were, like, in the world will piss them off. So. That's true. And, and I think maybe that's the reason why they used a CGI animated dog. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I haven't seen the movie. Um, it stars Harrison Ford. He's like, what, pushing 80 years old now. Um, but I'll just read a little bit of the um, uh, story here. So uh, The Call of the Wild is set to become the latest Fox box office bomb under Disney's watch last year when uh, Mouse House mouse houses purchase oh okay i see what they're saying last year when disney purchased 21st century fox um all the uh assets became official to the studio um (laughs) this kind of included stuber i didn't know stuber was fox uh art of dancing or racing in the rain excuse me and um it's 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 just not doing a really good job i I don't really don't feel like talking about this anymore (laughs) yeah it's it, it, eh, cool i guess you know it is what it is but um yeah wait, what did you just send me on twitter <laughs> do y'all like your pv and j <laughs> with or without the door hinge i feel like <laughs> i feel uh, so like i've seen this before <laughs> it's possible it's possible oh my gosh what is that <laughs> Oh, that was great. I was like, oh, is it like a lot, another like bit of news we can talk about here? But no, it's, I mean, hey, whatever. <laughs> um, so <laughs> moving on Artemis to our uh, foul. What Artemis foul. I, yeah, this, um, the trailer dropped this week. Um, it's a new look at Disney's adaptation and, um, it's, don't, don't really it's interesting. Care. It's like, I am. Um, it's like weird Harry Potter Men in Black combination. This is like Men in Black meets Harry Potter and the Matrix. I'm like, what is? I mean, like, I'm like kind of rewatching the trailer now, but it's I mean, Josh Gabazin. You got Colin Farrell. Like, what is this? It's. Huh, 
I didn't even know what to call this movie. I mean, it looks interesting. I can't say I'm like super pumped. I mean, I'll definitely go check it out to see what it's all about, but I, I don't know if I'm on board. It just looks weird. This is a very strange concept. It's like, what is this movie trying to be? But I don't know. You, you, you have any other thoughts about this? I don't really know anything about Sir Artemis Fowl, except for his very strange name. And like, yeah, it. I, I don't do. I don't know what this movie is. It's. I mean, it looks better than House and a Clock on the Walls or whatever the heck it was called. That's, that's not saying much. <laughs> very true. <laughs> but I mean, these, hey. these children's book adaptations. It's just like, you just gotta take a break. I'm tired of these adap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to, oh, is Hollywood running out of ideas? Because we're getting some pretty weird movies here. And I don't know if everyone's like, you know, on board for this. It's just, this is like Harry Potter meets MIB, like you said. It kind of reminds me of the Golden Compass as well. It's like, what? (laughs) But hey, uh, it's coming out um, May 29th. Wow. This year. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, so uh, let's get into another big piece of news. We Coronavirus. Corona. The Corona. The, the, <laughs> the Ebola Extra. <laughs> Sorry, I saw a meme the with that. The new plague. <laughs> the new plague. And it's pushing back new... T- not new time to die. No time to die. More like less time to die. There's plenty of time um, to die now. Yeah, Push this comes from the ho- yeah. <laughs> this comes from the uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, no time to die releases uh, delayed to a corona um, corona coronavirus outbreak. Um, very disheartening. Uh, the twenty fifth Bond pick has been scheduled to hit theaters around uh, around the globe in April and will now go out in November. Again, this comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the release of the upcoming James Bond film has been pushed back from April to November, becoming the first Hollywood tentpole to shift its global rollout because of the coronavirus outbreak. And they will, 20- they will reportedly lose 30 to $50 million because of it. Yeah, and I heard that, and um, I was actually listening uh, to our friends over at uh, Cinemania World, and Dwayne was saying that, um, you know, it's it's getting pushed back to the 25th of November, so that's Thanksgiving weekend, and, you know, he was saying he, he doesn't really think this is going to lose any steam. You know, he um, he was giving his thoughts, saying that um, it, it's it's honestly, if if there was any other time to push this back to, I think Thanksgiving weekend would be really great. And I, I I agree. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to release in uh in the in the U.S. on November twenty fifth and uh, November tw- November twelfth in the U.K. So, and, and yeah, oh we'll boy, just... what do we get to replace it with in that oh, date? It's trolls, baby! Oh, trolls world tour. Just plug so it I in w- that hole. <laughs> plug it in. But... The, tro- the trolls toll. The trolls toll filled the void left by no time to die. Um, this comes from Deadline. Um, so it's just, yeah, I haven't seen the first Trolls movie. Um, I don't plan I, on it. 
right? Yeah, I don't plan on it. I've less. I feel like the only good thing that came out of that movie was Justin Timberlake's song. Um, I forgot the name of it, but um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> That's the good news it. is that Black Widow and Fast Nine apparently will not be getting delayed. So Whew, thank God. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe Bond will be the only movie that gets delayed. So far, it is. Yeah, and I was gonna ask, you know, since all these stories pretty much tied together, um, what what are your thoughts about like the corona? Like, do you think it's a smart move for them moving the um, you know, the Bond film back so far? Uh, due to cur- the coronavirus outbreak. I mean, I don't really know too much about the business side of things as far as that goes, but obviously China is a huge market for pretty much every movie. So it makes yeah. sense that that Bond would try to appease them a little a little more. But um, other movies not doing it might make that in the UK Bond as well. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I can't really say I'm thrilled that, you know, <laughs> Trolls is taking that that spot. But I'm not going to lie. April is going to be a weird month. Very, very weird month. So, um, <laughs> and we actually have, uh, we, we have a post question, Devin. We'll be later on. Well, this is our version of fan questions. Uh, we, have, we have a few of those coming through. And one of them deals with coronavirus, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, um, I are are we gonna review trolls, Devin? Or are we just gonna <laughs> oh boy. just gonna sit there and just enjoy Easter yep. with our families? Oh, that is oh uh, yeah. I, I I'd rather do that. Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh DreamWorks Animations Trolls is going where no time to die uh vacated April 10th. So um uh, it was originally supposed to come out april 17th uh so yeah cool i guess uh this was a sigh of relief to this distribution in the wake of no time to die's move to uh thanksgiving easter has become a very rich weekend for movies uh with the 2015 and 2016 holidays delivering back-to-back record opening um <laughs> with uh uni uh uh with a uh, furious seven and warner brothers <laughs> Ugh, Batman v Superman. I mean, uh, box office wise, sure, it, it it did amazing. But uh, for overall ret- uh, respective weekend grosses for all titles, um, average around two hundred forty seven point one million, and all time Easter high of twenty seven eight point five million stateside. Um, I don't know. I mean, it it sucks. It really does suck. There's a lot of fear mongering fear-mongering going on with the uh, coronavirus but i mean better safe than sorry to be completely honest and um you know it's really great that you know black widow and uh f9 i'm more excited that black widow isn't getting pushed back i I mean if f9 gets pushed back i I mean it is what it is but at least for me um (laughs) i'm just uh I'm i'm glad that more movies aren't um you know, their their slots, they're not pushing their slots back because of the uh, coronavirus. But yeah, that is pretty much it for that. Um, what is it, like three pieces of news like weaved into one? That's pretty nice. Yeah, that was our that was our, <laughs> our deadly virus section of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh moving on to almost a little bit more uh, less deadly virus, but I was actually very excited to hear about this today because not only did we get the release dates 
for Ghost of Tsushima, the play, uh, well, one of the second, the actually the last PlayStation 4 exclusive uh, to hit before the next generation um, rolls into our uh, family homes. But we also got, um, this came out of the blue out of nowhere. Uh, the Last of Us series is in the works at HBO uh, from Chernobyl's creator, uh, Craig Mazin. And um, the director of uh, not only the Uncharted games, but also The Last of Us um, Part 1, as people are now calling it, uh, Neil Druckmann. And this also comes from The Hollywood Reporter. And I was actually talking about this a uh, few members of the Cinemania World fam and a uh, few other people, you know, it, it, since, you know, video game adaptations are starting to become a little big of a, a, a bigger deal now with, you know, we had, um, oh my gosh, we have Pokemon, we have Sonic the Hedgehog a few weeks ago, but this is, um, I'm actually really excited for this. Um, it's, it's just, um, ugh. I, it, this is like dropped out of the sky out of nowhere. And I know you're not a big, you know, Sony exclusive fan. I mean, I'm not either. I mean, I am, but I'm, I'm not crazy about the fact that their games are exclusive, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, th this is very rare in uh, a rare development in the world of video game adaptations, the writer and creative director of the, the last of us game, Neil Druckmann, uh, will be involved with this as long as Mason, uh, Craig Mason from Chernobyl. Uh, did you watch Chernobyl, right? Uh, the first two episodes, and then first two episodes. Yeah, did you like bored. what you see? Yeah, it's all right. I, I've, I've watched it, I really like it. Um, but I can understand why people don't. Um, Carolus, uh, Carolyn Strauss will also, uh, uh, executive produced alongside uh, Evan Wells, um, the president of Naughty Dog, uh, the Santa Monica-based uh, developer of the game. The project is a co-production with Sony Pictures Television in association with uh, PlayStation Productions and will be the first television series uh, from PlayStation Productions. Um, launching in 2013, uh, Sony and Naughty Dog's Last of Us, the original release date uh, when it came on the PlayStation 3, garnered critical praise for its engrossing tale of the post-apocalyptic centering on the relationship between Joe, a smuggler, in um, this new world, and Ellie, a teenager, who may be uh, a, uh, the key to a cure for a deadly pandemic. Um, if you've played the game as many times as I have and as many times as other people have, you already know the story. Um, I personally thought it would work better as more of like a three... Uh, hour long movie maybe about like 315 because personally i feel like they um that is more than enough time to flesh out the story but a limited tv series i'm on board with i'm not on board with this turning into a walking dead where uh, a walking dead series where Please it's don't. more yeah uh, it's it's just it's and it's they don't know how to end that show they just don't and that's if, what really if somehow me. someone who's working on The Walking Dead hears this, just stop. No, no more. <laughs> Please, no. I, I, I can't take it. We're anymore. done here. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, everyone's pretty much done. But um, another thing I wanted to point out, actually, it's um, I know a lot of people are excited for this game. Or not this game, this this movie, I guess you can say. It's just that um, I'm very... Um, 
man, it's so like I, I understand they want to tell the tale of Joel and Ellie, but at the same time, I don't want them to necessarily tell the same story that we already know because that medium and that story already exists within the game. And I feel like you can only get that experience from playing the game because in my opinion, at least I feel like video games are a better um, entertainment medium versus television and TV, because you are interacting with the world and the characters around you. You are actually going on these adventures yourself instead of, passively watching these events happen on a screen and saying oh you know i would have done this different i would have done that different um etc etc but um i am very glad that you know this if, if if any series were to pick this up i'm glad it's hbo because they know what they're doing like 100 and i was actually talking to someone on um instagram about this and he was, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he he said to to introduce people to the world and maybe get them interested in playing the game for The Last of Us is a very nice incentive. But The Last of Us, the game itself, is phenomenal. He said he'd rather have them continue to build on the world that has been made rather than than them retelling of a story that we already got and the hassle of trying to recast Ellie and Joel and um, many other characters we saw in the game can be a little bit of a hassle there. He said, um, maybe uh, rather focusing on the characters we get to know, we got to know uh, and we'll see more of in the second game uh, or maybe focus on the Firefly division, which is like a big organization organization within the game. Um, or maybe something earlier in the world uh, that's a, a new zombie infection, even though it, I can't really say it's a zombie infection, but I see where he's coming from. Uh, the, the gameplay takes place uh, 20 years after the initial uh, incident of the zombies. There's so many stories to tell that could be told in that time, not just the ones that we already know. And I, I actually do agree with that because um, if if I'm just passively watching what I could be experiencing on Last of Us, I could just go play the game again. And like I said, I just feel like when it comes to The Last of Us, it is more of a, a game that or a story that you need to be fully immersed in controlling these characters yourself instead of watching them passively on the screen. But I believe that, you know, between Neil Druckmann and between Craig Mazin, this would be pretty, um, pretty interesting. So... I don't know. I mean, did you have anything you wanted to say, Devin? I, I'm sorry. I went on a, a little bit of a tangent there. Yeah, I don't really have much to add since I never played the game, but I do think it's kind of unfortunate that the um, that Logan already seemed to have cast the perfect duo for their movie because it seems like just based on yeah. looks that that would have been perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Between, between Daphne Keene, honestly, I think she would have made a really great Ellie. Um, as well as, you know, there's there's so many others. I've been hearing Maze Williams' name run, uh, ro- rolling around. I think she could play a really good Ellie. Uh, Caitlin Dever. Um, oh, my gosh. So somebody else. Um, someone mentioned, um, you know, Max from, um, oh, my gosh, Stranger Things 2 and 3. Uh, the girl. Yeah. Redhead. Yeah. I think there was her. Um, my gosh, there, there, there were so many others in the, in, uh, between Nikolai Costa Walder, he plays Jimmy Lannister. I think he would make a really great 
uh, Joel as well. There, there's so many great castings, and who knows? They, it, it it might be that they cast completely unknown people when it comes to these roles, and that is 100% okay with me. Uh, we'll just have to um, wait and see. You know, uh, there really isn't too much information on this. Um, uh, it's yeah. So we, we, we don't have too much on that, but that's just my little long rant hot take for that uh, segment. I really wanted to talk about that because I absolutely love that game, but let's just move on here. Shall we? So uh, the, if we have another trailer, Devin, I'm not sure if you watched this or not, but I did not. You did not. Why did you not watch it? It's amazing. Hot take. It, the spilling of apocalypse is bad. <laughs> yeah. So for uh, the official trailer for Justice League Dark Apocalypse War has released. And just um, just this, so everyone knows, they spell it A P O K O L I P S. Right. Because that? that's because that's the planet that Darkseid lives on, and that's how he spells apocalypse. It's. I don't like it. It is weird, um, and I, you can definitely tell they're trying to be different, but it's more of a traditional thing, you know, from the comics and what, what have you. But, um, so yes, the first official trailer for the upcoming animated film for the DCAU, the animated universe, which I think is 10 times better than the extended universe, Justice, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War is here. In 2017, Warner Brothers released... Um, the well-received Justice League Dark, a 27th installment in the DC Universe animated original movie series. And I actually have it. I believe I have it on duty. You have to check that out sometime. Uh, last summer, fans of the film were thrilled to learn that Justice League Dark sequel was set to release sometime in 2020. And now, uh, actually, our IGN is the ones. They're not our favorite, but uh, IGN has released the official trailer for the sequel titled Apocalypse War. The sneak piece, the sneak peek offers fans a new glimpse at many returning characters in, anim in the animated film, which has uh, been rated R for bloody violence and language and some sexual references. And that's what actually I really appreciate about this movie or the a the dcau is that the a lot of their movies are rated r and they it's it's just great but um just definitely check it out devin i think i think i have it on voodoo somewhere but i think um, i think the last one we watched was that one we reviewed oh, with star no, with the star no. No, that was terrible. Oh my gosh, was it Justice League versus the Fatal Five? That was literally the worst. And, they, and it's and, the one know, that we've reviewed. Yeah, that was the one that we reviewed. And I regret reviewing that movie. <laughs> Back <Scar> in our <laughs> boy. <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't. Oh my god, that movie was so terrible. Um, I mean, I, I appreciated like the old school anime. Um animates animated excuse me style of the film but it was just a bad move i didn't even care i was like why are we doing this because we need something to review okay and i, I apologize for making you sit through that because <laughs> man that was a trip that was a rush but really quick i want to read the synopsis here for apocalypse war 
Um, <clears throat> let's see along. Uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, Apocalypse War uh, features the largest superhero cast in, these, in the history of DC uh, Universe movies with dozens of actors, actresses in the spotlight and a grand ensemble of talent reprising the roles. Um, we have Matt Ryan from Legends of Tomorrow. He plays Constantine, uh, Jerry O'Connell, uh, Carter Bravo's Play by Play, Stand by Me, so on and so forth. This really actually doesn't even explain the synopsis. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna move on to the next story here. So we have James Gunn saying that the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, mind you, not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad will not rely heavily on CGI. There are more practical effects and sets in this film than any big budget comic book film ever. So, Devin, what what are your thoughts about this? It's, it's all good news. I think uh, Matt Reeves said similar things about the Batman movie. So, it's good to get a couple so. of comic book movies that are more down to earth, less less CGI heavy. Yeah, I, I I would have to agree. Um, I I do wish sometimes that they would lay a little bit, um, you know, less off of the CGI. Kind of do. I mean, if you want to do a mixture of both, do a mixture of both. Absolutely. Um, but this is nothing but um, you know, great news for, for for the Suicide Squad. So I'm 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 very happy about this. Absolutely. But um, yeah. I mean, there's pretty much not much else to say. I think it's. It's wrapped up filming as well, I think. I could be wrong. I think it's set to release next year. Is it next year? Yeah, it is next year. I think so. I think so. But uh, we have another trailer here, Devin. Another trailer for Connected. Released a new animated movie where a family battles robot apocalypse. (laughs) And apocalypse is spelled... The normal way. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So this comes from the creators of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the creators of the Lego movie. And bless you, Devin. And we, uh, we uh, I'm assuming you, you, you watched the trailer as well. Oh, yeah. Lord and Miller. <laughs> can't, be, can't miss it. It, it, was, it was good. I, I liked it a lot. I'm very pumped for this movie. It's You see, you know, I like, I'm, I'm definitely getting tired of this whole, like, boomer like technology bad stereotype that movies are doing but yeah but it's lord and miller so so you just have to accept it yeah it comes out uh september 18th so that's you know a little bit later on down the way but hey it's you know it's a sony picture animation studio i it it looks great you know i'm i like the whole the whole message of you know the, the dad's you know raising a family and his his entire family is more, um, you know, kind of connected with their phones versus not connected. And is that um, Seth Rogen's voice, by the way, for the dad? I want to say it was Danny McBride. Okay, it might be. I don't know, but um, yeah, it it definitely looks amazing. Uh, we'll definitely have to check it out. Pro- probably review it as it well. It was Danny McBride. It was Danny McBride. Okay, I could have. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Man, for the long time I thought it was Seth Rogen. Oh, but, Olivia, hey. Olivia Coleman's also a voice in it. Really? Who is she playing? I wonder. Her name's she's, she's Hal, whoever, whatever character that is. Hmm. I don't know if she'll do a British voice or not, but we'll just have to wait and see. 
but yeah, coming out this September and um, hopefully we're, you know, continue to see a little bit more trailers from this movie and continue to hear great things about it. So, um, oh, excuse me. What? We got another, uh, another trailer here, man. Oh, it's whoa. like zoinks. It's Scoob. <laughs> We got the uh, second official trailer from Scoob. Um, I actually actually didn't watch this one because I figured I already saw the first one and I didn't know. It actually has a lot of new content in this. I'm not gonna lie. Go on. It um, I mean they 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 kind of throw the whole like oh you know when uh they show they they show more of how and why Scooby and um Shaggy were taken. And there's these really weird, like, robotic monsters. They get taken by, like, this, like, blue light, and they don't know why. Like, they kind of get, like, beamed up. Um, and I think, oh, my gosh, who was in this movie? Um, I'm totally... Zach Efron? Zach, yeah, Zach Efron's in it. Um, oh, my gosh. There was a little bit of a title card towards the end. Um, let's see. Mark Will Forte. Mark Wahlberg, Tracy Morgan, Gina Rodriguez, um, Will Forte, Jason Isaac, Ken Jeong, um, Frank Welker, and Amanda Seyfried. Uh, Seyfried. Seyfried? I did not know Zach Efron was in this. That is so cool. But, yeah, it's it, it definitely shows a lot more. There's, like, this superhero that uh, kind of guy that they adore, and I think he... I think he up, I think he abducts them. I don't know why, but you know, it kind of goes over the whole like, oh, like what's like, oh, like um, the whole um, <clears throat> sequence when he first finds Scooby, but it's more, you know, cut shorter. But it's only like for the first few minutes. But it's it's oh it, it got me more pumped for the movie. According to IMDb, this will be the first installment in the Hanna Barbera cinematic universe. Hanna Bar, what? Uh, I'm sure that'll end well. I, I mean, I get it. Everyone wants to make their own, you know, that, cinematic that phase, universe. That phase has passed. Dark yeah. universe failed. DCEU failed. It's just <laughs> DC, not going to happen. I, what does uh, Seth say? Uh, DC equals disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he ain't wrong. <laughs> he ain't wrong. But let's move on to uh, Tom Holland. On um, the live action Uncharted movie, cast Antonio Banderas and Sophie Alley and uh, Tati, Tati uh, Gabrielle um, as well. This story comes from uh, Variety. Uh, so <clears throat> I'll read a little bit of this. Uh, fresh off his Oscar nomination, Antonio Banderas has joined Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Um, and cast of Sony's Uncharted adaptation, Sophia Ali, um, and Chilling uh, Adventures of Sabrina actor uh, Tati Gabrielle um, have also boarded the film sources. Uh, tell Variety, Ruben uh, Flesher, uh, the director of Venom, <laughs> not sure how I feel about that, but um, closed the deal after he was reported as the top choice. <laughs> for the job in january i sh- sure what? A- any thoughts Devin? i mean he also did zombie land so he did oh that's right because they kept letting everybody know oh from the makers of venom and i was like why, why is this even here but um 
The long uh, guest stated project follows Nathan Drake, a treasure hunter who journeys across the world to uncover various and historical mysteries. It is unknown who Banderas and Ali and Gabriel will play um, in the film. So we'll just have to wait and see. I can't really say I'm super excited about this. I mean, it is what it is, but cool. I guess we'll just move on. I mean, if there's anything else you wanted to touch on. Antonio Banderas. Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Man, do you remember the, the Spy Kid days? Yeah. The Shrek the days. Oh, man, those are great days. Puss in Boots. Classic. <laughs> Gotta love them. Very, very classic. Have you seen his new film, P- Pain and Glory? I haven't no. seen it yet. Um, maybe I'll, I mean, if it comes on streaming service or if, you know, if it, comes out on blu-ray at a reasonable price oh excuse me i'll uh definitely have to check it out there but we have our last two bits of news here Devin. they're gaming news the gaming news as if we haven't already talked about video games already uh gta 6 trailer rumor rumored to be coming soon after fans discover a new video this comes from screen rant this isn't uh, like um two like valid of a source unfortunately because yeah basically what the story is is that there's unlisted videos on the gta youtube which could be literally <laughs> anything right it could um, be yeah, just it, dlc for the current games they have but exactly of course people are just going to speculate and just hope that it's the new gta 6 like we all yeah. want yeah and you know when, when rockstar takes their time with the game they definitely take their time with the game so we'll just have to wait and see for that um i mean i guess it's cool but um yeah we'll just have to i mean it, it'll be nice to get another gta 6 it's it's been a while since it what be 20... very hype yeah well well you, you started playing uh, red dead right yeah how, how far again did you get to uh sandini the uh I, I just really like that city i'm sorry but uh, how, how far are you in the game uh not too far it's a fair amount it's it's a long story. <laughs> I tried beelining it straight through the story, man. And I just, I mean, I, I was exhausted by the end. I'm not going to lie, but it was a great freaking story. And I wish I would have, you know, stopped to smell the roses along the way. But, you know, I, I, I was just so hooked onto the story. I just, I just had to keep on going. But yeah. So on to our last bit of news here. We have uh, Halo Combat Evolved's anniversary has joined the Halo Master Chief Collection, Devin. We're, we're, we finally made it. <laughs> Them going one at a time is so painful. It really is. And at first I was like, you know what? This is a really smart idea. And now I'm thinking, no. <laughs> uh, so this does come from HaloWaypoint.com. Uh, today we are excited that Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary is now available on PC via Xbox Game Pass um, for PC uh, with uh, the parentheses beta because I guess the Game Pass version or the Game Pass for PC is still in beta, whatever. Um, the Microsoft Store and Steam. So a little bit of back uh, story about this. Devin and I and our, and our entire uh, our entire group of friends honestly this is kind of how we we all met was through halo uh back in our our high school days (laughs) but um we you know we we've we've all moved on to pc 
after you know graduation, just getting a little bit older, and PC is more accessible for us, and uh, definitely a little bit more powerful. But um, you know, once we heard the news that the Master Chief Collection was coming to PC, we just had to jump on it. Uh, Devin and I have both bought the game. Uh, it's been a while since we played, but I think we're kind of waiting for it all to come out, which you know goes back to Devin's point with with it being so painful that they're you know releasing one at a time when I kind of just want all of them because honestly we all just want to play Halo Three. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get the ball rolling there. Three, four, three industries. I'm really glad that. You know, it's finally coming to PC. You know, Microsoft has been um, wanting to um, appease and cater to the PC fan base for such a long time. And they finally have the technology and the funds to do so. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's just a great time. What a time to be alive. You, you got anything on this, Devin? Let's, let's go play. Let, let's go. Yeah, let's go play. What are we doing standing here doing a freaking podcast for it? <laughs> but yeah hopefully yeah, if you guys, guys want to uh, carry us online you can uh, drop your steam names somewhere yeah um if, if you're listening to this on youtube definitely drop your steam names we love to play with everyone we definitely want to do a little bit more uh live streaming because we've we've done it in the past when um, you know, we when we were uh, <laughs> broke boy gaming <laughs> before the broke boy media ages, but um, yeah, it's you know, it, it we all know what the Halo anniversary Master Chief collection comes with. I think we get a bunch of like 4K um, extra texture packs, 60 FPS, the whole nine plus, you know, so that's also going to be uh, a lot. There, there, there's actually a lot of things that they're adding within. Um, the original Halo that it didn't have before, you know, first launching onto the um, to the Xbox, but Halo Combat Evolved also came on the PC, and I think they stopped after like Halo Two, putting it on the PC. So it was kind of Halo was kind of absent for a while, but I think right now, what do we have? We have is it H? No, we just we just have Reach, right? Mm, yeah right reaching this yeah i th- i think it's come i think they're releasing them chronologically chronologically which i guess whatever i guess that makes sense but yeah i believe that does it here for our news uh, uh stories here but we do have one post question from our audience um actually let me double check to see if we have any other questions really really quick cool quick um going through our um instagram here um let's see let's see um nope all right cool well we got one question we got this coming from alex madden from the cinemania squad he asked us, hold on, let me find it here really quick. Uh, Alex writes, do you think more movies will shift um, their release due to the coronavirus? And if uh, the virus is contained, wait, and if the virus is contained, is November a lock for NTTDS, uh, No Time to Die, release? Or do you think uh, it will be moved up? So um, 
basically asking, you know, if, if it has been contained before the release of the new the new release for No Time to Die, do you think uh do, do you think that the movie will be moved up? Do you think they'll keep that Thanksgiving spot? Uh, I think they've already made the announcement, so I think it's just definitely gonna, gonna stay Thanksgiving for now. As far as other movies go, uh doesn't seem like anyone else is changing yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I just hope they don't. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you there. Um I I feel you know, and I feel I think I've said this in the Cinemania World Squad, uh in our group the group chat. Um I feel like it is more of a case by case situation. Um I, I would definitely to answer Alex's question, I would definitely like uh, No Time to Die to move up from that spot, but I feel like um, at the same time, you know, if 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 they keep moving around the spot, you know, the uh, the release date, it's just gonna uh, confuse people. And we we let's be honest, we all know how people operate on a day to day basis. So you know, people are very um, you know, you gotta feed people things in small small little doses so that that they'll get the entire uh, you know story across so so they can easily digest it, but. Yeah, um, I I would like to see it move move up after you know the whole Corona thing, coronavirus, excuse me, um, has moved out of our lives and uh, what have you. But um, I and you know case by case situation for the others, and you know this can also affect you know South by Southwest. I know that they were talking about that in Cinemania uh, World uh, show last night. And as well as, I mean, E3, but I mean, to be completely honest, who the fuck cares about E3 anymore? Um, <laughs> I mean, as much fun as it is, you know, we normally watch it every year and we still do. But um, I mean, if Jeff Keighley pulled out of E3 and he's like Mr. Video Game himself, you know, creator of the Game Awards, say what you will about them. They have gotten better throughout the years. Um I think it's time. I think it's time just to get rid of E3. I mean, you know, we have PlayStation's doing their own little PlayStation uh, Let's Play directs. Nintendo's got theirs. Hopefully, Microsoft will follow suit. I know they're supposed to be there, but I mean, I just really hope the coronavirus is um, taken care of uh, sooner rather than later. But I believe that does it for our news podcast here for tonight. Just to remind everyone, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. Uh, Optics is spelled O-P-T-I-X. And again, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Music, Anchor, YouTube, Podbean, Tuner. Um, ugh, my gosh, I swear. iHeartRadio, we're waiting for you. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but was there anything else you wanted to, um, you know, any last comments, questions, concerns, Devin? Before don't, we uh, don't touch in? your faces. Yeah, seriously. Keep your hands off your filthy Wash face. Wash your people. hands. Wash your hands. Brush your teeth. Take a shower. And always, always use as much um, hand lotion as possible. No, not hand lotion. Um, <laughs> um hand sanitizer as possible but yes as i said before uh that does do it for our new show uh thank you for alex for being our one and only uh fan question here tonight hopefully we'll get some more but um i believe what is our next review coming up Devin? i think we're seeing onward is onward onwards so yes we will be reviewing onwards 
that will uh, drop on Sunday. I think we're going to go see it tomorrow. Maybe we'll just have to see what happens um, sooner rather than later. Uh, it's, I have a very busy weekend ahead of me, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to knock that out when, when we can. Um, e- even if it's, you know, Sunday during the day, we'll just figure it out. But uh, that does it for, um, I guess this is technically episode five of headline hot takes. He, over here at Film Optics, Film Optics presents Headline Hot Takes. I don't know. We've done like other news shows in the past, but I guess this is more of a normal thing. But uh, yeah, I'm done talking. We'll uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.